to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. This is episode 176, and today we are reviewing Napoleon, the Ridley Scott epic. But was it epic is the question. <laughs> um, and some other things, maybe? I don't know. might be another short one. We've been pumping <laughs> out some shorter content recently. We're, we're down a host. We're, I believe, both pretty busy have movie watching has slowed down a little bit but show must go on oh yeah got some so, we got a lot out right now I'll probably yeah. get out and watch those more now well, that, and it's less December. family we, times yeah we uh we have about a month and a half until we do our top 10 so it is getting down to the wire yeah <laughs> But uh, what's new? Anything uh, Anything to report? You went on a trip, I hear? I did. I just came back from Virginia Beach, which, you know, weird time to go to the beach. But surprisingly, it was like 70s wow. the entire time. Wow. Which, which I was like, oh, it's that much warmer? I mean, it's like 60 here, but I'm like, you know, you drive through Michigan, it doesn't really get that much warmer anywhere you go. Well, it's 24 here right now, so. 24 degrees. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's literally like high fifties right now. Mm. That would and be the seventies nice. there. <laughs> and so actually it was a fine time to be at a beach because uh, it was nice and warm. I could wear like literally a t shirt. Yeah. Even though a lot of people were wearing like more. But <laughs> yeah, yeah but it was there. <laughs> if they're from there, then they look at you and be like, What the fuck is this guy doing in a t shirt? But <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's really Dude, it's bad. Like, nice people are wearing, like, winter coats here. I'm like, guys, it's still, yeah. like, 50s. Like, it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was pretty oh. nice. Got to see the ocean. It's always terrifying to look at. Not an ocean guy. No, more of a... I like mountains. <laughs> Mountain, okay, yeah. If you had to choose a body of water, though. Lake. <laughs> yeah. I agree. Um, okay. Anything else? Cool. That's about it. Went to the aquarium, had a, our, uh, Lyft driver was like straight from New York. He had like the super strong New York accent. It felt like it was a bit, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a, then I saw you like a nine 11 tattoo on his forearm. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, he's like, <laughs> never mind. Okay. Wow. All right. Very cool. Um, not a lot going on with me. Yeah. I don't just, I feel like we've been working more and more hours. So like I said, it's uh movie watching has slowed down, but I think this month is pretty free. So yeah, nothing new else besides that. Well, should we get into our feature here? Yeah. Cause I'm actually pretty excited. It's been a little bit for one of these. I feel like that's true. So we, um, Kind of decided, well, this is another uh, care package beer, but uh, we decided to go with this one. It's been a little bit since we've done a smoothie beer, and this is from our friends at 450 North, so it's part of the Slushy XL series, and this one is called Pinata. And one we haven't had. I feel like we've had... Sure, yeah. Wait, <laughs> actually, I did not get Pinata, though. <laughs> just I just oh. realized that. What? So they... I got a Slushy beer from them, but it's not Pinata. 
Oh, dude, you said like when we were listing off the beers, you're like, oh yeah, and I got a slushy beer from 450. I was like, oh yeah, okay, for sure, it's the same. There's yeah, no, no I have got every other beer is the same. Yeah, so that's random. Yeah, because like you said that, and I grabbed this. I'm like, that's not pinata, but it also is Mexican themed. It is cactus Kush, is what I got. Interesting. X, and you said it was the XL or XXL. Mine is XL. Oh, I got an XXL. Oh, damn. <laughs> I okay. got a fancier one. That is, yeah, those are usually a little bit better, but uh, I just looked up this pinata on Untapped and it says that it's a seventh anniversary exclusive beer. What? Maybe they just oh. ran out and didn't have, that's why I, I got know, yeah. a different one. It is weird though, because the rest of ours were the same. Right. And I asked them like, can we get the same beers, you know, every time? But like you said, maybe they ran out and they just uh, swapped one in. Well, I guess we uh, will have two beers to talk about, but they are yeah, both, both similar. <laughs> What's your, um, what are your adjuncts? What's your flavors on that? Uh, it is prickly pear, yum, raspberry, Ooh. pomegranate, and marshmallow. Oh, dang. That sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah. That sounds better. Mine just says blackberry and blueberry. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know about this one. I don't know um okay so yeah i guess i'll just read mine first and then if you want to pull yours up and get it ready yeah uh, mine is slushy xl pinata uh coming in at well okay the abv isn't even on untapped for some reason i believe it's 5.3 percent same um and that is if uh you know 450 north ain't lying to us anymore yeah <laughs> could be two percent two percent beers um but yeah, it just says seventh anniversary exclusive. Pinata is conditioned on a large amount of blackberry and blueberry, and that's it. <laughs> Very colorful oh. can art though, and lots of candy surrounding it. But um, yeah, I don't really know what that has to do with those flavors specifically. Yeah, that's like mine. Like, I mean, I guess prickly pear kind of works, but yeah. otherwise, I'm like, why well, cactus? And it still has their old. It's just like a baggie on the front. A weed baggie. It's pretty cool, actually. But yeah, mine doesn't have much to say. It says, and it's same ABV, allegedly. And it is just says it's conditioned on prickly pear, raspberry, pomegranate, and marshmallow. That's it. Right. What was your rating on yours? Mine's coming at a 3.8, but only 159. Mm, mine's a 425. Oh, with look 1, at you. So maybe yours is better. 1,726 ratings. So, so yours I, is supposed to be like this anniversary thing, but there's a thousand ratings. Mm -hmm. Mine has 150 ratings. Yeah, I which I do feel like the XXLs are more exclusive and like usually harder to find. So, or wait, we had is there a slushy XXXL or is there only there double? is? I'm pretty sure there is a triple. I think the ones okay, we yeah, got those yeah, VIP had, ones were had. the triple XL. Yes, yes, you're right. Mm -hmm. Okay, very cool. All right, let's uh, crack it open and dry it. Smells marshmallowy. Mine is pure purple. Yeah, mine is very yep. deep, like reddish mm -hmm. maroon color. All right, let's try this. 
Oh, <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> what the hell? Mine's mm. good. <laughs> um, yeah, this might be one of my least favorite 450 North beers. It just um smells great, and the front is is very inviting, and then it hits you with like a like a nasty aftertaste. Like Ugh. nasty in what way? Like a kind of like a chemically way. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's pretty weird. Maybe that's the blackberry. I don't know. Do I like blackberry? It's not like super tart, so I don't think it's blueberry. Yeah. Oh, just weird aftertaste. I can't believe this has a 425 unless my can is bad or something. (laughs) Yeah, this one just tastes like what you expect from theirs. Has what I like a little bit of citrus, like sourness, tartness, I guess. Mm There's not really a citrus in this, I guess. But yeah, just like slightly tart. I like prickly pear flavor, and then the marshmallow is pretty strong, though. It covers quite a bit. It's like marshmallow with, like, fruit notes, not like mm. fruit notes, like fruit with marshmallow notes. The vanilla is strong, but it's good. Mm. No weird aftertaste. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Man, I wish I got that one instead. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say it's, like, the best smoothie beer I've ever had, but... Yeah, I think the rating is hits about. I would probably give this like a three seven five. Well, I'm quite lower on mine. I don't know if I'm at. Is it is it average? Average? Is it average or is it below average? Because I like actively kind of dislike it. Probably below. <laughs> That's probably be below. But it's not. It's not super bad. Like I might get used to it too. Like as I drink it, but. I don't think I should forgive it for that. Did not mean to use flash in my picture, but here we are. I don't know. I'm going to go two, two, five right now. And, um, if anything, see how it goes, but yeah, I mean, not good, not good for me. So, all right. Anything else on these four fifty North beers? Nope. It's kind of nice to have one, not from California. So, that's true. Hey, did you see we got another pizza port beer in there? Yeah, I did. It'd be huge. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> we'll uh, maybe we'll hold off and give it a couple episodes before we feature them again. All right. Well, if that's it for the beer, let's move on to our featured review. We're talking Napoleon. Uh, Napoleon was written by David Scarpa and directed by Ridley Scott. Stars Joaquin Phoenix, Vanessa Kirby, and Tahar Rahim. Plot synopsis reads, an epic that details the checkered rise and fall of French Emperor Napoleon Bonaparte as and his relentless journey to power through the prism of his addictive, volatile relationship with his wife, Josephine. What did you think of Napoleon? It was a very epic, giant, boring, like nothing movie. Uh, I don't feel... <laughs> Like it, I, I thought, like the ba- the fight, like the war scenes were pretty awesome. Just the you gotta see a lot more of like military strategy, which is pretty important, I guess, for a Napoleon film because that's what he was known for. But all of like the day to day or like character development, I got like nothing out of that, and I don't really know 
what the goal was? Like, was it trying to get me to learn more about Napoleon? Because if so, it failed completely. Or was it just showing like a Wikipedia art, like reading Wikipedia, but with visuals where it's just like, these are the fights. Cause the editing was like jarring. It would just be like thing. And then also more scene. Okay, cool. (laughs) Yeah. And then now we're into this part. Okay. And then fade. And now I'm like, yeah, there was like one part. I'm like, wait, where are when when are we like what the fuck just happened i remember like one specifically i can't remember now but there was like one specific part i was just completely confused oh yeah it was the whole like him talking to the russian king about marrying this one of his sisters and then all of a sudden it was like cut to him somebody talking for him to marry like the daughter of the austrian king and then it was like oh and now they're married and then i'm just like what the fuck is this part it was so confusing. Just like whiplash scene yeah. to scene. And that was towards the end, I believe, which it gets very like quickened. Uh, yeah. You know, it feels like they speed through the end very quick, you know. Like, let's it. just get to the, let's finish it. Which I did hear there's supposed to be a, like a, because one thing I said, I'm like, this movie needed to be like way longer, I think. Mm-hmm in order to because right now it's just it doesn't work this way it should and then i did see that there's supposed to be like a four-hour cut or something yeah that's it. what everybody is talking about i mean ridley scott is kind of infamous for his director cuts already so you know people are discussing oh is this you know f- supposedly four-hour cut that's coming to apple is that going to fix this movie I think it maybe could because there's just like it has some nice bones there. There's just the meat is bad. <laughs> like, I don't think there was like any specific. It just felt like I needed more information or more character growth or more characterization, like something to get because I feel like there's a lot of like threads to things and then it nothing pays off by the end. And it's just like this weird thing, though. I'm also not completely sold on. Like Joaquin Phoenix being Napoleon. Mm-hmm. It actually is just kind of weird because I, I complain about before. It's like when I want watch a movie, I'd rather be in the language and stuff of the people of wherever oh, it man, is. I knew this was going to bother. Yeah, because you talked <laughs> about it before. They're like French people with British accents fighting the British. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, like I'm like, okay, the British were all British. Okay. <laughs> Which made it almost worse because then you had like Joaquin Phoenix who speaks with like no kind of French accent, which is, you know, fine. But then mm-hmm. also some people in the French side do have French accents, but not all of them, only like some. So sometimes I'm like, wait, yeah. is this a French person or is this a, like Austrian because they speak English to like American, like American English? Or is this the French side? It just made it way more confusing than it had to be because they didn't have like actors like if most of the French spoke with a French accent, maybe it would work better and just not him. But it just was like, yeah, it was really weird being this way where it's like he speaks with an American accent. Some people on the French side have French accents, some, but all the British have British accents. Some of the, and then some of the Russians have Russian and then, but like others are just perfect American English, like no, no accent whatsoever. Just, yeah, it made me. It almost made it confusing. Like, okay, who, wh- which, where's this person from? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say 
for my general thoughts, I am pretty much with you. I think that it is a confused, especially tonally, uh, mess of a movie. Um, the Wikipedia thing, I, th- I had the exact same thought. I was like, okay, we're just like literally getting the highlights. Um, I hated all of that, you know, especially all the text on screen. Like certain people would get it. And like, just to like explain, I thought it was such a, like a, a lazy way of, you know, saying what the, you know, what either what battle it was or who this person was like we had, there was so much like text on screen just mm-hmm. to like keep you informed as to where we're at in his life and what's going on and things like, you know, who these people are. And outside of that, like you have the battle scenes, which are great. And I feel like the trailer really tried to sell it that it was like this war epic and like, you know, that's what it was. And which makes the posters kind of make sense now in hindsight, because I feel like what he, what this movie should have been was like, almost don't show any of those scenes. And like, I just, just the home life with Josephine and have it be like a really weird character study through like their relationship, which yeah. is what the plot synopsis reads. It as. sounds like it is, but yeah, it's not that. <laughs> right. So it's too short to do both of those things to, to really flesh out the characters mm-hmm. and to give you the war epic. It's way too short to do both of those things. It should have been one or the other, you know, we could have just had like, his war highlights or whatever. And we didn't really need to get into like his marriage stuff. Cause again, yeah, that doesn't really, to me, it doesn't fl- pan out to be anything anyway. Like, I don't think we learned much from that. Uh, you see that he is like, you know, supposed to be this great leader and stuff, but he is, you know, in layman's terms, he's just a simp for Josephine. But besides that, like, I don't think it gets much deeper than that. And no. Yeah, there's a lot left to be desired, and um, I will uh, I will be watching the four hour cut when it comes to Apple because I there's a lot that I do like about it. Like I do like a lot about it, but yeah, it just didn't work as a whole. Yeah, it's kind of awkwardly funny at parts too, but like almost in a way, yeah, it's I love weird. That. <laughs> I love yeah. all the comedy and like all the weird stuff. I wanted to, I wanted it to be way weirder. That's yeah. what I was saying. If they would just focus on his home life, it we could have got all of that like weird eccentric Napoleon. Because like really, when he's in battle, I don't I'm trying to think. He doesn't do anything that weird. No, like he just shows that it just shows that like he's like super cold hearted and like doesn't give a fuck, right? Like there's there's like on there's like you get this sense that there's supposed to be like some honor when it comes to war and like the fact that they wouldn't have done certain things, but like Napoleon doesn't, he like doesn't believe in that. Right. He doesn't believe in, you know, war is war and he'll do anything to win and to, uh, to succeed. And yeah, that like, that's, that's pretty much all the, the character stuff that you get from the war scenes, but yeah, all of his home life, that could have been much more, much more interesting, but I feel like they, they had a hard time balancing between the two. Yeah. I mean, I was just, yeah, confused with their relationship, I guess. I saw that there was supposed to be some kind of maybe growth there between them, but it just, yeah, like you were saying, it's just too short to really dive into that much. It was, yeah, it just had like weird moments that didn't really make sense. Like sometimes you'd get like really mean, like when, he slaps her at one point and I'm just like, okay, 
Like, are we going to see like the effects or whatever? But like, it never really leads to anything with any of those or like even that happening kind of like there was like a couple of times that happened, but it was always seemed so abrupt and then like just didn't really change anything mm-hmm. or leave an actual impact. <laughs> I'm just. Yeah, I was weird what they actually ended up being because by the end, it's like, oh, she really seems to care about him a lot. But and maybe, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, by the end, like, it is confusing. And I mean, I'm sure that it's somewhat historically accurate with that stuff. I know this movie has, supposedly it has a lot of um, historical inaccuracies. But yeah, like, them getting the divorce and stuff because of the, you know, unable to uh, give him an heir and all. She like, can't have a kid, yeah. Yeah, that, you know, that makes sense and stuff. But again, it's just, it's more like, matter of fact and I, I don't feel like it informs any you know any of the characters at all like I'm not learning much from him or about him because of that like he still cares about her that's you know that's pretty much all you all you can glean from that but yeah outside of that it I don't know I, I wish I wish there was more of a connection between like the home stuff and his decisions in in war and or like a, a better connection because like by the end right he he becomes like so desperate and maybe the movie doesn't answer this or do you think it brings up this question of like was he actually a great strategist or did he just like push through because he had the men in the power right because at one point it shows like all of the people that died in each in each battle and it was like so 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 many yeah, I think I, think I wonder part of that, that is questioning like, was he really that great, or did he just have like a shitload of men at his disposal, and he was willing to blow to go through them? Yeah, I actually looked into that afterwards because I'm like, was he actually even that good? Because it seemed like he just lost millions of people, three million <laughs> over his like yeah. his sixty-one reign. battles or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, yeah, was he actually that good? But apparently, he was. He like people still study his techniques and stuff today for war. So, but mm-hmm. like, I feel like that wasn't very much shown because like the only time we see like the, I think the most tactics is like the end and he loses like every, he keeps losing by the end. So, right. And, and that's what I'm saying. That's comes back to what I'm saying is like, is there a connect? Like, does the movie draw a good connection between his home life and like his military success? Right, like his home life goes to shit, and then like his military success goes to shit. Is that coincidental, or like I don't know if the movie does a great job of connecting those two things. And I mean, you, it does also seem like the people love him, which is why they like end up joining him again. Which actually oh, that happened. was a really weird part. Where it's just yeah, like, he just like gets stopped in the road, and then he's like, "Oh, you remember me? Join me, brothers!" And then the next like, scene yeah. is like he's commanding the whole army again. It's like, what? How did we get to this point? Yeah, like I so guess like bizarre. within it only t- was like eight months total, but he was able to gain like however many thousands of soldiers again. But they really didn't build up that the people loved him that much. I agree. From what I, I felt, agree. so it just felt kind of weird that they were so easily just join him again. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I guess that we've said a lot of negative things about it, and it sounds like we don't like it. I mean, again, I said there's a lot that I do like about it. Um, like you said, the bones are there. I, it does have like a good skeleton to it. 
hopefully the extended cut will flesh all that out and make those things better. But I don't know. Uh, highlights highlights for me, I, I would say, yeah, the war scenes. Definitely the um, that intro siege where he is kind of trying to prove himself. That was like yeah. a really great scene. Um, and yeah, obviously the ice, the ice one was really cool, uh, visually. Um, even though I guess that didn't technically, or yeah, it didn't play out that way. I guess that didn't happen. That's not historically accurate, but who, uh, as Ridley would say, who the <laughs> fuck cares? <laughs> it looked cool in the movie. So it did look cool, but yeah. Um, and yeah, the, going back to like the home life stuff, the, comedic elements and uh it's got this one's kind of become a meme already i guess but uh destiny has brought me this pork chopper <laughs> that's pretty good there's some uh yeah there's some great lines and some funny some funny dialogue in the movie and yeah i don't know i just wish it was a more cohesive vision of that it, it really feels like really feels more in tone in line with um house of gucci rather than like the last duel which i don't know yeah i didn't love the last duel yeah (laughs) you didn't like oh yeah okay i love the last duel (laughs) but i feel like it's more tonally in line with house of gucci which some people loved and you know i wish it was i wish it had that for you know particular scenes and it does and it went even weirder um but yeah, I just uh, I wanted more of him and Josephine fucking under the kitchen table, <laughs> or his little stamp thing where he's like, mm. "Oh, that was great! That was great!" He's like a whore. Yeah, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, I literally I just wanted more of. I guess that is like the key. There is like I wanted more of everything so like it makes because it is such a strong skeleton i do want to see more which is why i would watch this extended full version because i think it's worth it so yeah i'm like kind of shitting on it but i don't i didn't hate it it's just it felt like a more of a disappointment because it just was building so well and i'm like okay like how is it gonna stick this landing because now we're already like far into this and i i feel like it's not there's not enough there yet yeah yeah um i will say i know you said you were questioning joaquin as napoleon i think i think because of the tone that they were going for he actually works pretty well in that role Mm -hmm. because he does you know joaquin does have this uh you know his presence it is kind of like inherently comedic a little bit. Um, I'm kind of thinking of like Bo was afraid and yeah, he felt like a little bit like Bo was afraid in parts of this for sure. Right. Yeah. Like even him as the Joker is like, he's a more pitiful character and he definitely has parts in this where, you know, Josephine is like wearing the pants and he's becomes like, you know, like I said, he's a, he's a big old simp. So um, I think he kind of fits the role pretty well. But um, I did like his performance and Vanessa Kirby's performance. Pretty much, I would say all of the performances were were good to good yeah. to great. Um, 
Now, how do you think it looked? I've I've heard mixed things on how it was shot. Pretty. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to remember the guy's name. Hold on. Um. Shot by Darius Darius Wolski, uh, which definitely we've seen a lot of his movies. Worked with Ridley Scott for uh, yeah, did Prometheus, The Martian, um, Last Duel, House of Gucci. So, longtime collaborators, but uh, I thought it looked pretty good. But I've heard things that people were like, you know, it doesn't. It they they said it looks like uh you know, too much, too much of that CG mixed, mixed with hmm. practical, but I don't know. What did you think? I thought, honestly, it looked pretty great as far as like, it looks extremely expensive to me. I thought like costuming looked awesome. Yeah. Like nothing, good, yeah. yeah. I don't think anything looked cheap in any way. I thought whatever the budget was, I assume a lot it was used. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I can't think of any specific point where something stood out as being re- really fake or anything. I mean, even the Egypt part with like the pyramids looked pretty mm. good. Yeah. But. I love that scene. Just guys, I love shit about the pyramids and stuff, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you too. I was just curious because I've heard a few people point it out, but I didn't notice it on my first watch. You know, that's usually because I'm trying to take in more of like the plot and things on, on a first watch. You can, notice a bit more technical aspects on your uh-huh. second or third watch but so maybe we'll maybe we'll on the the uh extended cut can see some of those seams but yeah no i thought it looked great on on first watch but um score was decent nothing no bangers stood out but uh it was very like fitting of that of the location and time i thought mm-hmm yeah, how full uh, was your theater during it? Because like Thanksgiving was completely full, and this one, I there was only I think three or other people in mm, it when I went. Well, I went to a six thirty, so it was a bit more full. I would say it was two thirds full, but oh, I had a smaller. Okay. I I did have a smaller theater as well. This one. Only oh yeah, had... mine was the giant big one, and there was okay. <laughs> only yeah like a total of five people. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did. I wanted to see it in IMAX, but I had to just choose what Showtime worked best because I wasn't going to see it otherwise. So I had to go with that one. It was a smaller theater, but um, yeah, it's it it, uh, it would have looked good on IMAX, I think. Yeah, I agree. I wish I would have saw that, but I didn't either. I mean, I don't even know where the closest one is to me actually oh yeah wait what's the theater you go to now isn't it amc don't they do imax yeah yeah not anywhere near me apparently that i can oh. think of like they don't well, have, maybe like, they don't have one screen in that theater that's like a bigger nope. screen not oh. hmm. in mine yeah i mean it's a smaller one i don't know if the georgetown one has a bigger one but okay not sure hmm. yeah i don't have too much else to say um Maybe we'll re-review it when the uh, extended cut comes out. Yeah, I plan on checking it out. Same. Have to get Apple again. <laughs> yeah, for a month. Hey, there's a lot coming, and I re—I want to—I actually do want to rewatch Killers of the Flower Moon, despite my initial uh, feelings on it. I 
for one, I want to be able to listen to all the dialogue in here, hear all the lines. Oh yeah, because you had the unlucky. Bad <laughs> I guess sound apparently, form, apparently. Was, <laughs> yeah, my showing the audio mix was trash. Um, but anything else on Napoleon? Um, and if not, what are you going to give it out of five stars? Uh, I'm going to give it a two point five. Ouch. Well, I'm going yeah, three. I'm going to be mean right now. <laughs> I'm going three with full intentions of uh, of bumping that up when I watch the extended cut because I have faith in my boy Ridley to deliver his vision the way he intended in a full four hours. Yeah, I'm expecting big things from it, honestly. Because <laughs> that's the only t- takeaway I was from from this was me getting back. I'm like, I just needed to be like a lot longer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, some people are saying like this should have done if it's going to go to a streaming service and like they should break it up into like errors of his life or whatever and do it in episodes. I'm like, eh, I don't really want to watch episodes. I would rather just like watch it as a movie. But um, yeah, that was the yeah the takeaway. From I was wondering if that's how it, it was going to be. It was like a mini series but or if it's going to be just a full out four hour long. Movie. Right, like Justice League was technically episodic if you but you could just yeah. watch it back to back and it would be like a movie, I guess, whatever. But exactly. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, you're you're gonna sit there and hit play next anyway. People do watch five episodes of a row of in a row of hour long shows all the time, but can't can't just let it play as one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Two and a half and three. Good, good, good. All right. Keep her moving. Do you have anything else? Uh, in way of nano reviews, I have a series I watched like straight. Oh, perfect. And that Sorry. is, <laughs> I already forgot what the actual. I think it's Blue Eyed Samurai. <laughs> oh yeah, I've it. been hearing a lot about this. Me too, and watched it all of it, and it is very good. It feels kind of like a, I don't know, like a Western revenge story but in taking place in Japan. So it's just, yeah, it just has a lot of style. And I usually kind of, I don't know what it is about it, but I kind of hate like CG sometimes. Yes. Animation. Well, in the early (laughs) days, it was like really bad. It just, I feel like they didn't have it. They didn't do, nobody was doing it right. And I've seen it where Mm -hmm. it's mixed like where they mix the 2D and, and CG and that's usually a little bit better. But this one's fully CG, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, maybe... I'm not sure if all the backgrounds are, but it seems like most are, at least. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it looks like they could be like a 2D background further out. But yeah, it it. I mean, it looks good. Not, it does still doesn't look like better than like, you know, a lot of animation, especially nowadays, but... It looks good. It didn't bother me at all. And a lot that can help with like animation, like movement in space quite a bit. And Mm. when you're going for like this kind of style versus like maybe an over stylized anime type style, I felt like this was felt more like a Kung Fu movie where it's still unrealistic, but like it looks like maybe somebody could do this. Right. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a super fun time it's pretty dark definitely mature but still has kind of that feel of like 
if you were a kid and you watched like movies like shows like avatar or something and then you grow up and like you know it still has kind of that feel but like darker bloodier and more mature i guess yeah so it's just like has all of that going for it and i had heard a lot of people talking about it and i do think it i don't think it's like the most amazing thing ever but it, <laughs> yeah. it's not like going for too much it's just a very simple easy to follow revenge type story with like a badass main character and nice side characters who feel important so yeah i don't know if i grade shows much but I'll get <laughs> yeah well you wouldn't you rate it on my enemy list or do you not put ratings in? i do so but so i guess for that i would give it because that goes by out of ten. a 10 scale so mm-hmm. i'd give it like a like a seven yeah okay. that's pretty solid it is yeah um all right let's wrap things up then if that's it for you uh yeah so my suggestion was going to be because well there are some options out in theaters um there's also quite a bit out on vod and digital also one of those is the holdovers so do you want to see that um yeah i actually plan or... on watching that maybe okay. today well there you go so <clears throat> maybe we could do well i was gonna i can't i can't even remember or find the other digital one that i was gonna suggest to pair it with but um we could do one digital one theatrical and my theatrical suggestion was going to be Saltburn because that is one that Alyssa actually wants to see in theaters, so which is pretty rare. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, let me know your thoughts on that. I'm interested. I'm also going to see which uh, the boy and the heron. But... Mm. Okay, well that's next week for me. So yeah, I'm watching it next Monday, the Monday after oh, this. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then we can... Uh, well, yeah, we can definitely do that for the following episode. But next one, 177, we can we could tentatively say um, Saltburn for sure, possibly the holdovers as well. We can do a double review because I know we've been making some shorter episodes. Yeah. So it's it's going to be less than 40 minutes by the time everything's edited, which is totally fine. Um, but yeah, we can do a do double feature and extend that out a little bit, so... Okay, well, if that's it, uh, if you want to send us a question or a comment, you can email us at suddencinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us. Oh, I should say, sorry, in-house. I just can't believe I didn't bring this up. <laughs> I posted it today. Uh, William Friedkin Premium is up and is live now. So if you want to check that out, go to our Bandcamp, minimum minimum donation of $1, or you can uh, subscribe on Patreon for $1 a month and listen to all the premiums. It's um, our best one yet. It's the best one yet, exactly. Uh, okay, yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at Suds and Cinema Podcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I'm on both those as JSAL five one seven. That's J S A L five one seven. All right, thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. <laughs>